0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. It's been a little bit, but Sean and I jumped right back in like we never left. Started off talking about the death of Bill Russell. Following that, we talked some NFL housekeeping. And then after that, we broke down the entire trade deadline, went over every single trade, talked about the team's chances to win the World Series, ranked the best teams of baseball, a little bit of PGA tucked in there at the end. We will be back soon. Follow us on Twitter at SorrySports, and enjoy the pod.
1: Interrupt podcast time. is episode 248 I'm trade deadline evening. It's been a while. How you doing, bud?
0: I'm doing all right. How are you, man?
1: Everything's good, bro. In one week, I'll be up in your neck of the woods. Pretty crazy.
0: It is pretty crazy. You must be excited to get out of that Texas heat, and I think it's going to cool off up here after a couple of ask. days from now.
1: Yeah, I was just going to ask, am I going to get a reprieve? Because it's been crazy up there, too, for you guys.
0: Yeah, from what I've seen, I mean, today was hot as hell, but it's supposed to cool down uh, towards the end of the week, but you never know.
1: Good. Well, hopefully uh, I don't bring any of the Texas heat with me and uh, we can enjoy a little nicer weather up there. But yeah, man, I'm freaking excited. Looking forward to it. But in the meantime, Back to Civilization we got to talk about today.
0: <laughs> Did you hear what I said? I said no. back to civilization.
1: Oh, back to civilization. Yeah, very true. Very, very true. All right, Tom, we want to start off today's pod just, you know, RIP to Bill Russell passed away on Sunday at the age of 88, the greatest winner in American professional sports. We talk about Brady, we talk about Jordan, you know, they don't hold a fucking candle to Bill Russell and, you know, obviously everything that he meant to America and just, Really, life in general, what a full life he lived. It was controversial at times, um, obviously, with what he had to go through playing in Boston all those years. But I know, obviously, way before our time, but we remember him kind of how everybody talked about him as a Mount Rushmore icon of the NBA and of American professional sports. Uh, just want to get your thoughts on his passing and, and everything you kind of knew about him.
0: Hell of a life from the guy. Um, you know, probably Mount Rushmore of professional sports athletes in America, not just basketball players. And um, all around seemed to be just some maybe a Mount Rushmore American as well for what he did civil rights wise, what he did for, you know, setting up the NBA, the next NBA players and whatnot and spoke out against what he thought was wrong and just, I mean, great life. 88 years. They said he died peacefully. That's good to hear. Uh, hell of a run and RIP to him.
1: Absolutely. I mean, when we talk about winning, you know, we we wonder we grade everybody now based off championships. Well, he had 11 of them (laughs) and 11 in 12 years. Yeah, it's it is last one being as a player coach. I was going to say,
0: didn't he have one as a coach?
1: Yeah, his last season. It's it's crazy to even contemplate that. And it really stands out that Red Auerbach looked at him as his successor and and decided that with all the racial tension, with all the craziness, with all the just civil rights upheaval in Boston and America at the time that, you know what he was going to have to endure taking that role, but he did it with the best, best ability that he could. And honestly, he was a trailblazer. Like there's no other way to say it.
0: Yeah. And all aspects of life really was. And, and his, his, uh, works in civil rights cannot go unnoticed. Um, between him and he was with Ali and Kareem and Jim Brown and and all that stuff after uh, MLK died and whatnot. And, you know, it, it was a lot.
1: It was a lot. Well, we wanted to start off the pod by addressing his passing, obviously, um, when, a, when a figure like Only that. Only
0: NBA news, my friend.
1: I know. Well, uh, Kevin Durant and Joe Sy are going to meet this week. There's some news. Um, Where are they yeah, meeting? I wanted to lead off the pod with that. What's that?
0: Where are they meeting? You want me to do some snooping?
1: Yeah, I think you need to do some snooping.
0: Well, if you could find the place, I could try and weasel my way in there.
1: Well, I don't know if it's going to get leaked. Uh, we know Kevin Durant Probably really the doesn't
0: Hamptons, to right?
1: talk a whole lot. Maybe, yeah. Why not? Maybe some great. I'll spend place a lot in the of city. time
0: in Long Island. All right. Not really the Hamptons, but I could find <laughs> I my way out say, there. Are I get, some... are
1: You getting into like East Hampton or something. I,
0: I, I know some people out there, and I could throw an outfit together oh, and fit in. Wow. No oh, big deal. Wow.
1: Nah, no big deal. Sure. All right. Well, if you can pull that, I'd be looking forward to hearing about it. But um, we'll address Bill Russell's passing. Let's start the pod that way. And now, Tom, we got to get into another big story, just transitioning into the NFL. Don't worry. We're going to get to all the trades here in a little bit. But we got the ruling, six games. And Sue Robinson, the the judge who was put in place to make this decision, she obviously deemed his, his behavior – and his actions is terrible and hideous, but she also believed that the NFL's one-year hope was pretty much done as a way to make up for a lot of their other lack of discipline action. I was shocked by the six games. The NFL is going to appeal, but what were your thoughts when you saw this ruling come down?
0: I mean, I don't know. It's The NFL is such a joke just because, obviously, they had an independent arbitrator on it, so they kind of... Uh, I guess relieve themselves from any responsibility, um, which honestly might be a good thing given their past. But I mean, it's it's a bad look. It's 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 not good. Um, I mean, you got what came out with the Dolphins recently, which you didn't even put in our notes. But I'm gonna bring well, it up yeah. as quite yeah, that was, as an that example came down today. Yeah, um, and I, I think they they threw the the hammer and the gavel down on that one a lot harder than this one. Um And these offenses are human rights offenses as a t- as opposed to sports offenses. um And then obviously you have Calvin Ridley, who's suspended for a season for placing a parlay. He should follow yep. the sub stack, which is coming back up this week. The M- MLB's, MLB's been a little – you can bet on MLB, buddy, and it's been a little wonky lately, so – I've been still been gambling a little bit on the side with, with my two boys, the Japan boys, as we like to call us, because oh, we are absolutely in love with every pitcher that is Japanese. Because we just win money when they when Darvish or Ohtani pitches.
1: You, you got to miss Tanaka, huh?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, it was funny. Did you see what he said? He said he'd like the Yankees to win the World Series. It's like, yeah, of we will. I we do that. too. Yeah,
1: hey, I do too. Hey, come back for the stretch run
0: absolutely but back to the point i mean this guy gets suspended for a year and you know i i understand the fact that they used an independent arbitrator and there was no um crimes committed i guess you would say there is no there's no illegal acts proven in court there were civil cases yes. there were civil cases yes the but i i just i I mean, I, I hope that they can figure out a way to get more games into this guy, but and I mean, it just kills me because I was talking to my coworker today who has absolutely terrible sports takes, and he's a sour Mets fan, and it's is absolutely this disgusting. One, is this the one that
1: asked? Well, he's ben like my, was
0: still he's like my. Yeah, he's like I work oh with him every God. day. He's like he'll love to hear this, but he's he is like my assistant, so I'm with him every single day. <laughs> Shout out to Mike. Start showing up on time. Um, there you go. I, I can't even and start talk having that. better takes. I'm, I'm better late takes. all the time. Yeah. He tried to tell me that the Yankees dynasty was bought and I flipped my lid. On that I
1: don't think I. I really. I, I this guy needs to go away. Yeah, like he, <laughs> he <is> not allowed. <laughs> he to tried
0: to tell me that was bought. He tried to tell me that was bought, and I is named he a like
1: contrarian. Like, is he just saying this shit to like stir things up? Or I feel like really serious I feel like at
0: this. the beginning of the argument, he and you know I'm a pretty good arguer. Um, and at the beginning, one of the best. Uh, yeah, thank you. And at the beginning of the argument, I feel like he has conviction with his take. But then when I start to just eviscerate him. He just keeps going along with it just because he's too stubborn to to admit when I'm when I'm right and he's wrong. And I can kind of tell when the argument's turning. Um, but yeah. And then I, I, I was like, listen, bro, I'll give you 2009 as a bought championship. If you want to take that, that's fine. Cause some of the most important players were free agent acquisitions the year before, but then he tried to tell me that the Mets this year wouldn't be a bought championship. And I went up and down their <laughs> roster and I came up idiot. with, I came up with Pete Alonso, Brandon Nimmo, and my favorite player, one of my favorite players in baseball, Guillermo or however, Kieran May, however you pronounce his name, throwback guy as the only homegrown players for the Mets. Well, and the Grom, obviously.
1: All right, yeah. But I I won that one. He's a fool. Yeah, Yeah. no, you're going to win every single one of them. Yeah, and I've Um, gotten
0: a little bit dirtier with my arguments where I'll just be like, you're a fucking idiot, right, to his face, you know, because I'm getting angry at them. Sure. But back to my point was that it's like, Okay, so you're gonna give him six games now we have in the MLB we have Trevor Bauer who mm-hmm. has not been it was just completely civil there was there was no he's not in jail he's he's he not absolved of everything Exactly. and he hasn't played baseball in what feels like two years, and I gotta give the MLB it's due for that um, like you said to me because that's one offense that w- that is alleged. And this guy's got, from what I believe to be 27, Trevor Bauer is suspended for two seasons. Deshaun Watson isn't even suspended for half.
1: I've done a lot of thinking about this and have listened to a lot of, I think, important smart people in the sports world discuss how they felt about this, and I'm kind of glad we're doing the pod tonight as opposed to last night. Uh, just so I can process this a little bit more, and, and I really do think that it's hard to blame the NFL. I mean, they no, wanted a year, and they're gonna—they're probably gonna appeal. Like, at minimum, I think it's gonna get moved to eight games. Maybe you can justify doing the half a season.
0: And, I, I think it's—it's. It's, I mean, just the precedent that the MLB set, and I get it's two separate leagues, and I know that the NFL yeah. has fucked up in the past, and you have to—you can't. Like, everything has to be looked at individually like you can't it's kind of like when you play blackjack like each each hand is individual and whatnot you can't or or when you play roulette like each each role is individual you
1: were gonna come up with a gambling analogy yeah well
0: i mean i understand the fact that every single bet place is an individual bet and that just because red hit 15 times in a row doesn't mean that black is going to hit number 16 like it could, you know what I mean. So everything's got to be
1: completely different situation to to make mm-hmm. to make you determine what you're gonna do here. But this I mean, I in
0: the era that we're in, in 2022 and whatnot, they just honestly, in my opinion, I'm not gonna eviscerate the NFL like I have in the past. But like they just have to do better. And I get, and it's really hard to eviscerate them because they kind of absolve themselves from this. But like, eight games for me is still not enough. I think at the least no, it has to be a season. It has it, to it, be. And shame on the it, Browns for doing what they did. We talked about how idiotic they were.
1: It makes you just feel gross, honestly. And it's pretty shocking this came from a woman judge, right? Like, you kind of thought that when she was appointed 100%. to make her decision that a year was at least going to be the starting point. And I yeah. also think it's pretty amazing that with – cuz obviously the N- the NFLPA was ecstatic about a 6 game suspension. So they're not going to appeal shit, but the NFL is and I wouldn't be shocked if it got if it got worked up to a little bit more like I said. I don't think it's going to be a
0: season. season. I really don't. It I think not. that's too much of a stretch, my friend, but you know it it does make you feel like you said like dirty and 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 icky and grimy because it's like you've got this like Essentially what the NFL is saying is that um, like the integrity of the league when it comes to doing, you know, things that are like gambling and whatever the dolphins pulled is, is much more important to them than basically to put it like bluntly and simply women just point blank period. But we kind of knew that it's just reaffirming.
1: This is the same suspension that, um, that uh, Ben Roethlisberger game, so and that was like it,
0: ten years ago.
1: Yeah, no, it sucks, man. I mean, really, it, it does. And and I think what makes it even worse was you saw him smile, all smiles at Browns camp and and everybody in the Browns organization, you know, basically throwing a parade for it. And of course they would, right? Like their their biggest investment, their, their gamble, paid off. Franchise quarterback, right, is only going to miss six of the 16 games. But I, what's crazy about this is, okay, yeah, he gets suspended. He's not going to be fined any of his $45 million signing bonus or his $46 million salary. He's fined, I think, like 330 k
0: Unbelievable. And, you know, the, the worst part is if the Browns can – because the Browns are a talented – it might not be the worst part, obviously, but – Another sickening part is that the Browns are a talented team and if they can I don't know who they're oh they, they got Rosen. If if they can get two yeah. wins, maybe three out of those six and go five hundred right around there, they've got a real shot to make the playoffs as well. Can you imagine they're in the playoffs?
1: Well, I mean we saw them in the playoffs two years ago, but yeah, I wouldn't be sure. No, but I'm not, I'm, sure not about, I'm not talking about
0: I'm not talking about them being in the playoffs because you know, they're talented or whatever because they're an NFL team. I'm just saying like this guy, more like, can you imagine the fact that just Deshaun Watson's going to sit out this long, barely pay any money, and then make the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I can, man, and that's because he's so talented. And no, you know, but
0: my point is like, it, it has nothing to do with football. It's just how disgusting this is. It has nothing to do with any of this. I'm, I'm just saying, well, like, can you believe that he's actually going to have a chance to to win a Super Bowl after pulling all this shit and and allegedly and doing all this stuff? Like, it's more well, of a morality answer, thing.
1: My answer stays the same. I can believe it because when have we seen the NFL hand down a discipline on a player of doing something that we deem horrific, that's cost them the season we haven't. So Absolutely. yeah, we've, we've seen some bad guys. We've seen some terrible stories and players who've gotten second, third, fourth chances come up and play in playoff games so yeah if you ask me that it can be morality it can be his talent it can be on off the field it could be a combination of anything yes i can believe it because this is the sport and you have to turn a blind eye to these things when the season is happening because you only play fucking 16 of these games and you know that's it's or 17 of those games now. so it's it's absolutely believable. He's going to only miss six. He's going to play an 11 all likelihood. And it was shocking. It was surprising. I don't know if the story's over. Like I said, I think Goodell wants his pound of flesh because there's so much egg on his face from all the seasons where they've really not prioritized this as a punishment. In addition to doling out a year suspension for Calvin Ridley. And we know the, the five, six games for PEDs and the Tom Brady four for deflating the football. Like, Go you know, all on down the line, it's just not equal. So, I, I would not be surprised if this is Do you think this is over, or is there anything more to come with the
0: NFL? No, I don't think this is over. I think they're going to try. I don't think he's going to get a year. I think a, I think a six game to a year just with lawyers and, and the legal system and whatnot is just not going to happen. But I do think he's going to get more games. But I also do think... There might be more to come on Deshaun Watson. He might not be completely out of the out of the fold. There might be a whole another article. There might be more litigation and whatnot. I mean, I just think sure. this guy. I mean, when there's smoke, there's usually fire. Twenty-seven different people. They settled twenty-three of them. Yep, and and I I, I just think this guy's a sicko. Well, let's not?
1: Well, and and that is what you know judge robinson said was he was like he obviously had intent behind all of this this is a pattern of very disturbing behavior and he's so, going to get away you know, with it
0: and you so see bad. what happens to people when they get away with it they do they usually just say you know like uh, any criminal or any type of any type of addict do they usually say oh i got away with that one now now i'm going to clean up my act no well, that's so, you not know, usually rock bottom
1: i'm really happy you said that because my final point on this whole situation was going to be you know what makes me feel the most gross about it is that he has not acknowledged that he has a problem. If he would just acknowledge that, hey, like I did some really shady shit um you know i obviously regret what i did um i need to get some help yeah and
0: just because just because there was no
1: ignored it and has said that he loves women and that he respects women well that's certainly not what it sounds like so the fact that he is not taking any responsibility i think sucks more than anything else
0: well there's no repentance and also it's like you know I could even understand if there was zero evidence to him ever doing anything. I would still believe the other side just because 27 is a large number. And and again, there's smoke, there's fire, but like there is proof that you did something like you did have to pay. You settled 23 cases and there is evidence of NDAs and, and this, that, and third, like it's not like these are just blind allegations.
1: No, no, not at all. Um, it's real and hey, they're not criminal, but you know, taking no accountability and being very lucky to get six games, you know, he should be saying a couple prayers or crossing his fingers or whatever the hell he does to say that this doesn't change because he got probably the best case scenario for him. And that's the last we'll talk about it unless something changes. Tom, do you have any last thoughts or you're going to move on to a couple of signings here?
0: No man, Uh, it's just I don't think anything's really going to change in the grand scheme of things when it comes to, I'm not not really sports because I have to give the MLB credit and the NBA credit um, when in their dealings with this. But when it comes to the NFL, like what what are we going to do? Same thing as the kneeling for the flag, same thing as everything. Not that I was opposed to that, but it's just another example of like what are we? Oh, you're going to stop watching? Okay, the machine's going to keep moving.
1: And we'll be talking about quarterback tears, and we'll be talking oh, yeah. about fantasy. See we'll excited I get? About about <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that doesn't make you a bad person. I mean, you recognize how shitty this whole thing is, but it is what it is, and you have to be able to separate the two. And, you know, you're going to turn on the, the red zone or Sunday ticket, uh, the first Browns game that he's eligible to play in, and it's going to be the lead story that week. So it is what it is. But some signings, Tom. Your Jets made a really good under the radar signing. Oh yeah. Juan Alexander to a one year deal vet minimum that he obviously has the uh, he has the connection with Robert Sala from the San Francisco days. And this guy is such a good player when healthy, which I know is not all that when, often. But yes. to take a flyer on him is I thought it was a great deal.
0: Absolutely. I mean, one year deal, you cut bait if he's hurt or if he if he doesn't perform. I, I love it. I love everything about it. Get another veteran guy in there for your linebacking core. I'm telling you, the Jets, man, Wilson's out here blowing you know, deleting his social media, going dark mode like LeBron James. I mean, he's letting he's letting his on the field and his off the field speak for him and I just I absolutely love that. I, I I'm really excited about this team.
1: It's all good vibes around Jets camp right now. Honestly, it is. Absolutely,
0: um, and Zach Wilson's got that dog team. in him.
1: Oh, he's got that dog in him. He definitely does. Just to uh, touch base here on a couple of notable moves, uh, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel ended their holdouts. They both got three-year deals, about $72 million each, from the Seahawks and respectfully. What a wide receiver uh, 49ers, class. Respectively. Dude, it's wild, right?
0: I mean, DK, Debo, Renfro... Uh, I'm forgetting one or two other AJ guys. Brown. A.J. Brown. Is there one more tucked in there that I'm forgetting about? But all these dudes are just balling out.
1: No, they, they are. So good for them. To, and and obviously you don't have that distraction at either of those camps. And Kyler Murray got a really big extension. Five years, point, 230.5 million. And, Tom, he also gets plenty of time a week to study on his own which is probably one of the weirdest uh, clauses in a contract I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's when you put a contract out there, it's, it's one of those things that anybody can look at if you look hard enough. And it's like, you, you just probably shouldn't put that in there. Your franchise. Quarterback. <laughs> no, I mean, if my job wants to pay me to quote unquote study in my free time, I'll take the money. Um, I thought that was kind of implied. I I thought, I thought that was like an unwritten kind of like you're a quarterback. You need to know certain things kind of thing, but I guess they didn't feel good enough about him knowing that as an implied rule. So they had to put it in writing and I get that.
1: Yeah. Hey, Cardinals have to keep this guy and they have to keep him happy. And this is, Obviously, his franchise, and we know that. So. I mean, but listen, the there was a
0: lot of stupid picks where I would watch the TV and I'd be like, come on, man, read the – like, fucking – do you watch tape?
1: Well, uh, we know that no quarterback in the, in the playoffs has looked more lost than he did in that, in that game against the Rams. So,
0: Yeah, sometimes talent ain't enough when you're only one of 32, right?
1: That's it. And he's obviously – he's Mr. September and October. That's – they're a great no
0: team doubt. over the last
1: few years. but Should I start anyway. the
0: Kyler MVP talk now or wait till
1: <laughs> Week two is when he's going to Kyler put versus
0: up, uh, Russell Wilson.
1: Yeah, week two he's going to put up, uh, I'm going to say, like 430 yards in the air, another 100 or 10, 100, 110 on the ground. They're going to score like 50 points, uh, and then that's going to be his high watermark. Everyone's going to go nuts, and then come week 11 they're struggling for a playoff spot. How do you like that?
0: Uh, pretty accurate prediction.
1: <laughs> All right. Although Hopkins is uh is suspended, so that, that might hurt his case. But anyway, what's he spending for? PEDs? I believe so. Yeah, mm. I believe it was PEDs. I think he got I think he got six games, four or six games.
0: Mm. Okay. Well he didn't get vaccinated. I thought it was because he was scared of needles. <laughs> but apparently not. That was like Mello when uh a couple of years ago, this was way before the pandemic, said he was scared to get a shot or something because he was afraid of that. needles, and it's like, dude. You literally have, like, 800 tattoos.
1: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound great. I mean, I don't like needles, but I have zero tattoos. Um, oh,
0: wow, that one so, night you and Frenchie got drunk. So, you got that right. lasered off, right?
1: Oh, sure. All <laughs> right, Um, moving on along on that note, Tom. Really nice of you to uh, keep that five-year joke now, however long. <laughs> Never um, gets old. Uh, I, I, trust me, I, I think... Everybody other than you is, is fine with it, but it was MLB trade deadline today, and we're going to get into every everything huge that happened across the league. But I think we got to start with our New York Yankees top. And sure, it's been a very eventful week. When we last talked, we were we were screaming for a couple of moves. Uh, the Yankees hadn't played the two games against the Mets in which they got swept, Oof. and they answered, and they answered loudly. They bring in Ben and Tendy. They bring in Montas and Trevino from Oakland. They bring in uh, Scott Efros from the Cubs. And then today, right as the uh, right as the clock struck six, they traded Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader, who's on the IL right now. So there was a lot of movement with the Yankees. I guess we can start with they kind of checked every box as far as the positions they said they had to address. Oh, and I didn't even mention obviously they shipped Joey Gallo out. Yeah,
0: I don't even think you have to mention that, but thank you for it. I don't think
1: so either, (laughs) but just doing some house cleaning there. But, Tom, they went outfield, they went starting pitcher, they went bullpen. So they covered their bases, but they've also made some surprise moves. What did you think overall, and and where do you think the state is of this team right now as they are 12 games in lead in the AL East?
0: First team to 70 wins, by the way, and we're over here fucking slamming the panic button on some nights, it seems. Or at least I am. Um, let's let's put the Bader one to the side. I think there's more to that one. Um, but with that being said, every other move I absolutely loved. Um, Montas is a guy, I think you stick him on this team, and he's probably pound for pound your second best pitcher. Um I mean Nestor can have his ups and downs. You watched uh tie on tonight. He had a high K game with 6 Ks, but he also gave up what four or five earned runs. Mm-hmm. Um, seven... He's not been good for like no. 2 months. I mean not at all. I mean the K balls there but also the home run balls there as well. Um You know you got Sevy who I don't know how serious that injury is. It doesn't look like he's coming back till September at the earliest, so That was the only thing that was a head-scratcher for me. I love getting the bullpen, guys, and I also, most importantly, love not giving up major prospects for it. Um, Benintende was the the thing that was most important for me. One, obviously, getting Gallo out of there, and two, getting another gold-glove caliber outfielder that can actually swing the bat and has a high on-base percentage. You don't give up Volpe. You don't give up Dominguez. Uh, all things are... I wanted Soto. You know that. I know you wanted Soto. Um, San Diego gave up quite a haul for that, so I can't really be upset. Um, the one thing that's a little bit of a head-scratcher, I'm going to move over to Bader. Um, again, you said the guy's on the IL. He's not... He's he's going to be... Uh, just judging by skill, he, he's going to be a fourth... Maybe even fifth outfielder with Hicks in there. I mean, obviously your your main outfield is going to be Stanton when he comes off the IL. Maybe you know he'll probably have to get Platoon Judge and Benintende, and then it's going to be a mixture of Hicks and um, and Bader. But I I just giving up Monty, who again I'll give you I, he hasn't been incredibly electric this year, but he's been pretty consistent and he's a guy where you know in the regular season you trust him as a fourth fifth starter to go out there and give you innings and then in the playoffs he can spell you for a few or even do a spot start god forbid you go into you know 17 extra innings and and you need somebody to give you another five innings i just don't really like giving up arms like that for a player like bader who could possibly be you know a one or two time all-star someday but isn't quite there yet. He's also on the IL. But in my opinion, I think it's Judge insurance.
1: Yeah, you texted me that when I sent you the the, the trade, uh, and I I didn't think about that at all, honestly. Um, and it could be. I mean, I, I don't. Think I, there I is think uh,
0: to be honest, I think the Giants are going to throw the absolute bag at Aaron Judge, and and I don't know if if this you know how Steinbrenner and Cashman are going to be able to stomach. Give it, You know, if they throw him a 10-year deal and he's 28, 29 now, the Yankees might just say, thanks for being a Yankee for a while. You know what I mean?
1: We've talked about this, and we can table this conversation for another day just because of how loaded up the, the conversation is going to be with all the movement today. But I, I think Judge has earned, by them not giving up everything for Soto and them missing out on Otani, apparently they made a real offer for Otani, and the Angels just decided they weren't going to move him. I think judge is the guy. I think that they have clear intentions of giving him what it's going to take to get it. Um, Couldn't agree more. And I don't think they're going to let him go. I think he's the guy and he's earned it. He might, he might shatter the AL home run record. So, uh, but anyway, the movements were really interesting. I'm going to start in order. I'm going to go with Ben and He was the guy that I've been screaming about Tom and you know that. And listen, he's had a pretty rough start to his Yankee career, but he's walked seven times. Uh and that you really like because that's kind of what Joey Gallo was supposed to do, but he stopped walking now Ben I don't worry about hitting, you know, like he's he struck out three times tonight. He has not really barreled up the ball, but he's a guy that's hitting over 300 this year. And you don't do that by accident, especially in today's MLB gold glove outfield he's won in the al east he's won a world series championship in the pressure cooker of boston i'm not really concerned about him he's a complete opposite of what joey gallo was when he came over i understand fans want to see him produce as soon as he gets here but um you know that he is an upgrade he's a legitimate upgrade and i think especially once stanton comes back he's gonna really fit into this lineup real well moving over yesterday the montas trade was huge Friday night, I was pretty upset that Castillo went to Seattle.
0: Yeah, me Uh, too. I could tell you. He was my
1: guy. Yeah, he was my guy. And I've been screaming about him. I thought he was. Seattle
0: gave up a lot, my guy.
1: Dude, and that's the thing, right? This is why, like, you need to do a decent job of, and I'm speaking kind of to myself here, of, like, analyzing a trade in its entirety before you get super emotional. And I just didn't think that Seattle was going to get him. And now, kind of Seattle's rotation sneaky good. But when I looked at it, I was like, fuck, man. Like, he was the perfect guy. And then I saw they gave up three of their top five prospects to get him. That would have been Anthony Volpe, Jason Dominguez, and probably Waldichuk. So, like, that's that's a lot for, for Castillo, who I think is incredibly good. You would agree with that. But he's not Scherzer. He's not Verlander. Yep. He's not Cole. He's not DeGrom. So, if he's not any of those guys – you don't need to part with that kind of town and you end up getting Frankie Montas, who's been really, really good. I know he's not the sexy name of Castillo, but he's going to be a perfect number two starter behind Gary. He gives you innings. He's got really good stuff and I'm looking forward to him. And you kind of get true. You get Trevino in this trade and you know, he's a guy who's had an awful season, Tom, but his stuff has been very good in the past and he's been an all-star team. I think for him as a throw-in, and you get, him with, uh, you get him with Blake, I think you could see kind of a reclamation project No here.
0: doubt. Yeah, I think he can be really good. The only thing that scares me is I think Gallo is probably going to finish the season with, like, he's probably going to have 20 home runs with the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, that's the next trade. and I, I don't know if you saw any of the Q&A that he did with Lindsey Adler, you know, prior to his departure. I
0: heard about it, but talk. I also don't care.
1: It was, it, I mean, dude, honestly, it was sad. Like it was very sad. Like he baseball is a sport where like, you know, you see that the guys give effort. It's not like the NBA where it's like, Oh, he didn't get back on defense or James Harden put 50 pounds on to not play. Like he wanted to be great. And it just, he basically did a Chris Davis imitation. If you remember him from Baltimore, where like he literally just Mm -hmm. forgot how to play baseball. And, um, and it sucks. And I wish him well because through all the shit that he took, he never— Class.
0: Serial killer, but class.
1: Serial killer, but class. I mean, he, he never lost his shit on fans. Uh, he knew how disappointing he was. And, you know, it was It was god they ripped the band-aid off. And they got a double-A pitcher with really high upside. So I think he was the number 15 prospect in the Dodgers organization. So, I can't be you mad at cash. For all you idiots that are like, you got to DFA, him. nobody wants him. You just got the number 15 prospect and a really good team system for a guy that you thought was on, you know, had no value. So you're not GMs. The F trade was really interesting because, Tom, there were two Chicago Cub relievers that we were screaming about and none of them were him. Uh, and he might be as good as any of them, because if you look at his numbers, dude, he's I didn't death think he was writings. available. I didn't even know who he was until I saw highlights of him just mowing down the Yankees in one appearance in June. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be tough to hit.
0: Yeah. No, no doubt. Uh, the only thing, if you would let me speak to one of my sports fathers here. Oh, here, sure. Brian okay. Cashman. And I know the Angels aren't selling. We're going to have to revisit this in the off-season. Mm. What do you think it would cost if we called up the Mets and said we want to trade for Jacob DeGrom and Pete Alonso? Probably everyone, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, think about cutting that deal in half and getting Jacob fucking DeGrom and Pete Alonso in one human being.
1: I get it, man. And I think that's why the Angels eventually decided that no matter how attractive some offers were, that if they were I was, not going to move
0: them. If I was Otani's agent, because there's no you know, max contract in the MLB, I'd be like, I want Trout's contract and I want, you know, fucking. I want Trout's and Jacob DeGrom's contract combined, because that's what yeah, I give he, you.
1: Yeah, if he stays healthy, Tom, I think he could command fifty-five million a year. Maybe not for a long year, maybe like three or four years, but I think somebody will give it to him. I mean, shit, Scherzer got forty-three, but you know, I, I had this thought, and and I certainly, I'm not, I'm not saying this in a way where I'm saying I didn't want him, or I would be upset if they got him. But there is questions about him and how he would handle being a Yankee, and I bring it up for two reasons. One, Cashman wanted him badly, and he did not want New York City. He was not Hideki Matsui. He was not Masahiro Tanaka. He did not want New York City. He did not want the pinstripes. And if you want, and he also in the games against the Yankees in New York, he has not pitched or hit well at all. It's a small sample size. I get it, but just, just. Putting
0: that out there. Let me talk to him, and, you know, if he needs somewhere to stay when he first comes down here, he can stay with me in Greenwich. We're a quick 25-minute, 30-minute ride to the Bronx. I'll get him settled in.
1: You can hang out with Soy.
0: You can hang out with Soy. Um, we actually... Eat, or you can hang out with the new cat. We got another cat. Hey! Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one's named Chai. Sauce was rejected.
1: Of course. Yeah, I, I, I thought you were gonna have a hard time with that
0: one. Yeah, especially because it's a girl. Um, yeah. She's a little sweetie, but she likes to hiss a lot. A pretty feral cat. Um, <laughs> yeah, my aunt across the street is like a fucking salesman galore, and Michaela just eats it up. And she and sure. she wanted a cat too. But what can I do? I mean, I I told Michaela the second we're able to, when I say I want a dog, there's no, there's no, like, there's nothing no, about
1: you've, it. You've built up the equity.
0: I should have said the second I want to retire and just play golf for a living. There's no way fences or buts about it, but I didn't think that one would be feasible.
1: No, probably not.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, Otani's welcome at the at the location anytime. Um, even Gallo, you can stop by. Gallo can stop by. <laughs> um, we can we can chat. Maybe I can get into his head. Um, but yeah, I I love the deals for the Yankees. The final question I'll ask before we move on to the Crosstown rivals and then the rest of the league, with these deals being done and the Yankees being twelve games above the next team in in the AL East and the best record of baseball and blah blah blah. Do you think this? Do you think they are? They're built to win a World Series. I guess I would ask. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, I have my reservations. I still don't know if they're better than Houston. Um, listen, I well, think that yeah, and
0: we're going to talk them. about that because Houston yeah. definitely got better too.
1: I think they cleaned up some areas. You know, listen, you, you can say whatever you want. I love what Matt Carpenter's done. Who has? Oh. You don't want him playing every single day because we did see that little stretch right before Benintendi came where he was playing right field every day, and he started to slow down a little bit. This guy's 36 and really hasn't played in two years. So let's keep some of that magic in his bat. Um, you know, with the stand injury... That has hurt the lineup a little bit, obviously, because Stanton was an all-star this year, and he'll be back soon. But it hurts the lineup a little bit. Listen, I I think they made the upgrades where they needed to make them. You have a legitimate number two starter now with Severino out. You have a much deeper bullpen than you did a couple days ago, which is huge. And, guys were, the way, guys dropped, were
0: dropping like flies, by the way.
1: Yeah, with the King injury, which really fucking sucked. But now you've got Efros... You've had Loisaga and Chapman, who have each thrown pretty good games lately. Uh, and now you've got Trevino. Maybe you can get something out of him. And obviously, Ben Benintendi's a huge, a huge upgrade from Joey Gallo. I feel good about this team finishing up strong, but I have my reservations. I mean, Tom, Tyon has been bad. And listen, I do want to talk about this Montgomery trade because I've been getting sick and goddamn tired of Montgomery and Tyon giving up runs as soon as the Yankees score. And it's been like clockwork. And I have been, I have made sure that I've actually been tracking this. Their last three starts each when spotted either runs or a lead, they have given up the lead or have given up at least one run in the next half inning. Not good. And that is just so fucking obnoxious and it kills momentum and it, and it kills, you know, it, it it just kills the, moral, the morale of the team. So, you know, Montgomery has been a very solid pitcher for the Yankees for a long time. I've been getting kind of tired of him. That game on Sunday was really fucking obnoxious. Mm-hmm. But he's a steady pitcher, we, right? We can agree on that.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, I think,
1: 100%. Yeah, I, I truly believe the more that I thought about it in the five hours since the trade. Cashman had to believe that he, there was another deal done. He had to. Oh, because no doubt. Severino is If Severino, you decide to put on the 60-day I.L., which they didn't think, have to, by the way. I think
0: Cashman right now, I think he is going to be scrambling the waivers or whatever they call that. Because I think either he thought that there was – because they were saying that uh, – all the reports were saying that they were getting close to getting Pablo – Lopez yep. down in Miami and there was also the Rodon thing and I think they were going to yep. get either one of those and me and you both I mean I think we even said it on one of our earlier pods we were begging for Rodon Rodon would have been head and shoulders above the rest of this rotation outside of Cole that guy's insane
1: I think that they I think that the Giants would have traded him traded him but it would have taken it might be a Castillo hall and and that's really hard to ask for a guy like that who again is great um, and there was a high asking price on on Lopez, but it sounded like the Yankees were willing to meet it, and they just ran out of time. Because for whatever you think about Montgomery, I watched the Hermann game last night. If he was facing any other team, he would have given up like seven or eight runs. The oh. Mariners were just I mean, spitting on his pitches, and and he was and he was getting hit hard. His he location
0: hasn't been lately, I mean, I know I know he's shaking off the rust from the suspension and and the IL stint well, and God, whatever, but the injury, yeah. But, I mean, he's just – it's either right down the middle or it's a ball, and it makes me super nervous.
1: No, he just doesn't have good stuff right now, and that's why it's so confusing because, yeah, Montgomery's been frustrating, but for the most part, with the exception of only maybe three or four starts, he's given them a very good chance to win pretty much every time out. So to lose a starter like that when you decide really for no complete reason to give Seve the 60-day IL, retroactive yeah not allow him to come back till like mid or late september when he said he felt great yesterday after his first throwing in a couple weeks they're
0: babying him and i don't honestly i don't blame yeah. them i think to be honest bro i think that they did that just as a just as a like listen you're you we're, we're not giving any options here
1: no and and they what matters the most to them at this point is hey, we built up enough of a lead in the AL East. Like, let's face it, they really didn't play well in July. They were five hundred, and they really didn't lose any ground. Either. So their figuring is, let's win this division. If we get the best record, that's great. If not, we're going to go into a postseason with a rotation of a healthy Severino following Cole and Montas. And that's, that's their plan. And if they do that, and you have Cortez, then – I'm sure they're going to consider it just fine. But with tie-on struggles and just the lack of depth now in this rotation, whether it's Clark Schmidt coming up and starting those games or Herman, you don't feel very good about this rotation, even with the addition of Montas, which is crazy to think about.
0: No, not at all. Um, with that being said, I thought there was a grace period where if you just started discussing trades pre-deadline and you could like prove it somehow that they would give you like time after. The deadline. If if a if a deal well, they, wasn't you set have in to stone? you have to
1: call it. You have to call it in by the deadline. That's why you see that like trickle of trades that come out from like six to like six thirty mm. because some deals are getting finalized, but they haven't been they haven't been uh, reported yet. Um, but yeah, there was nothing with Lopez. So. I, I really believe that Cashman thought that another trade was going to happen, or else. So, what do you, you think? think could be good, but you're, you just yeah. gave up a very reliable He start. can't pitch, though. <laughs> no, and he can't even play right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's an even better point. Um, so, what do you think? Is there anybody out there like a Mike Miner type or something on the waiver wire that we're going to be keeping an eye on?
1: No. I, I think the Yankees are pretty much committed where even though they gave up a lot of pitching depth with Waldechuk and a couple of the other kids, you know, you've got – You've still got Clark Schmidt who could start games for you. Debbie Garcia looks like he's healthy again. He didn't get traded. And they might just give Hermann the opportunity to make you know seven, eight starts before Severino comes back. How about you? Do you you see anything happening? I don't think they're going to do anything with a guy that's not as good as an internal option.
0: Exactly. Unless somebody is better than the guys you just named and is also basically free, I don't think there's any other moves to be made. And I – I don't see that. I, I don't see anybody out there. So no, I think this is pretty much set. Again, you mentioned that they built. The, they're at, they're at like a twelve game lead. They're they're not going to lose series to to very bad teams. Although, I mean, I texted you about it earlier in the week. The MLB, I mean, gambling. I've I'm back to I'm back to almost up. You know, right around the three K mark. So I've built my bankroll back up. In the green, <laughs> but, like, it's been a fucking grind, man. I had to win a nine-team parlay today to win Jesus any bit of money, Christ. which I did. Um, It was a nine-leg parlay. I'm sorry, all Ks. Um,
1: Nine legs, though. That's You need a lot to go right.
0: Yeah, friend. I was sweating there. Uh, I mean, yesterday I broke my fucking heart because uh, I believe the uh, the pitcher, the gray on the uh, Rangers, who's just been lights oh, out, he got hurt. He got hurt. And that one cost me, but uh, there's been a lot. There has been a lot, but the MLB has just not made sense lately. I mean, like I told you uh, uh, earlier last week, the Astros got swept by Oakland. Yep. Washington took two or three from the Dodgers. The Yankees last week were, were fucking leaking oil. It's just like all the best teams in baseball. It didn't make sense, but now I think things are going to start to level out because the good players have left their bad teams for the most part. So I think I'm gonna be. I, I'm feeling like the seal's gonna break off, and we're gonna get closer to the 4K mark. I and, think, this, and the sub sack will be back.
1: Good. Well, that's that's what everybody wants. If you're winning nine nine leg parlays here, people people need to be sweating out with it, you. But it was
0: a softball parlay. But at the end of the day, still
1: is what it is. But listen, man, just you know, put a bow on the Yanks here, like. They haven't been playing great baseball for the better part of a month. Now, that's why they get off, got off to such the lead that they did, where they could tread water for a little bit and go through injuries. You know they've got another hot stretch in them where they win 10 of 12 or whatever. But Toronto won today. The Yankees lost, so it's now an 11-game lead. Still plenty. But, you know, you don't you do you don't feel as good as you, want, as you did a couple, you know, probably about six weeks ago, and, and that's pretty obvious, right?
0: I mean, yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be nervous and on edge and tempering expectations with this team, as we said at the beginning of the year, until the final pitch of the World Series and the Yankees have been crowned, and then, even then, I might be still like, oh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I know. You're it's we're one gonna of find those a seasons. To, yeah, no, it is, and and the ebbs and flows is just, I mean, like they they were twenty and six in June, like when you have a month like that coming off of two months when they were at least 10, 12 games over 500, you know, you've built up a lot of equity there, but the, as we're going to talk about some, some other teams got pretty good. And let's go into the Mets who was in time. They swept the Yankees. Scherzer dominated in the second game there. They go in and handle business against a, a good Miami team. They killed Alcantara on Friday night. I know. Trust me. First I know. <laughs> <game>. <laughs> they won the first game in Washington. They were on a seven game winning streak. They lose tonight. But before we get into any of what they did or didn't do around the trade deadline, Jacob DeGrom came back tonight. And in vintage DeGrom form, Tom, in five innings, he gave up one run and he lost the game.
0: I know. And that's part of what I was texting my coworker about was I was like, DeGrom looks filthy today. And he said, yeah, but they're not giving him any runs. So it's classic Mets. (laughs) <laughs> and I said I said you see this is what it's like to be a mature adult Yankees fan is the fact that I can hand out a compliment when a compliment's due but you can never say a good thing about the Yankees and it's sad jealousy is a disease get well soon
1: Little Brother Syndrome.
0: Yeah. Um but back to it. Yeah, I mean DeGrom was nasty. Um and, and the Mets have looked really good of late. Lindor has been playing much better. I mean, he he's been having a decent year, but he's starting to really turn it on. Uh, um alonzo is hot as hell um and i'm and and um starling Marte is just he might be the best player in baseball
1: he's what an addition right like what he single-handedly
0: murdered alcantara
1: yeah he did yeah what do you have two doubles and a home run against him triple double home
0: run just missed the cycle and that was me sitting in front of the tv because alcantara has been just a, a literal brinks truck for me just breaking my heart there um but, yeah, I mean, I, I like the moves they make, they made, excuse me. I, I like Vogelback. I, I just think Dom Smith has not been doing it for them, and to get anything out of Vogelback is an upgrade, in my opinion, and, and, and that's all I really have to say about that. I was disappointed that they didn't go out and get our guy Drury. Well, my guy Drury.
1: Yeah, I think if you're a Met fan, you can have mixed emotions coming away from this deadline. Who, by right? the way
0: went to the Padres, I believe.
1: Yeah, everybody did. Um <laughs> but, you know, on a night where you get your real ace back, despite how dominant Scherzer's been, I think everybody can agree that DeGrom is the guy of this Metro. DeGrom's the
0: ace of the MLB, let's face facts. He's the <laughs> ace
1: of the MLB. So he comes back, but I think it's an underwhelming trade deadline. I really do. So you know, go back. You make you make that move early, and he's a very nice platoon DH first base type. He'll he can pinch hit for you. He'll hit bombs against righties, um, and then you you bring in Tyler Naquin, who's a who's a nice you know rotational outfielder. But today, Tom, you know, you had all the talk about it. oh, it's going to be Wilson Contreras and David Robertson, or it's going to be J.D. Martinez, or it's going to be Brandon Drury. Robertson it's went Darren to the Phillies, Ruff. right? What's that?
0: Robertson went to the Phillies, I believe.
1: Yeah, Robertson went back to the Phillies, so they get Darren Ruff for J.D. Davis, and J.D. Davis has been really bad. Thank God. You See to, you later. And I think I think Darren Ruff and Vogelbach are going to platoon. You know, Ruff against righties, Vogelbach against, uh, or I'm sorry. Uh, against lefties and Vogelback against righties. And then they do get Michael Gibbons, who's a guy that we talked about maybe for the Yankees. And that's a good move. He's going to help them. But, Tom, no lefty reliever. And I still don't think they got the impact bat that I think they desperately need. They're they're taking care of business right now. But if Alonzo or Marte slow down at all, we've seen heading into that Yankee series, they were just straight-up offensively challenged.
0: Yeah, those guys are, are... Outside of McNeil and, and uh Nimmo, who aren't power guys and they're not RBI guys, those two are carrying the team. I mean Lindor does his thing, but those two, if those weren't there, they'd be, you know, in the basement.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I just I feel like the Met fan has the right to be underwhelmed because when you have Steve Cohen and you've seen that the moves that they made, you know, particularly in the winter time.
0: What was the price for Contreras? I mean, come on.
1: Apparently it was crazy high, which doesn't make sense to me. I mean, listen, I know you want to get a good return for him, but something is better than nothing, and it's not like they would have gotten a low-ball offer. There were plenty of teams in on him, Tampa Bay.
0: I guess the Mets um, are hoping that McCann comes back and is what he was formerly in Chicago.
1: I think what it more is, dude, is last year they gave up Pete Crow Armstrong for Javi Baez which was universally looked at as a terrible trade. And I think they're much more conscious this year of giving up their really top talent on the minor league level. That's not all that far away. Alvarez, obviously, and a couple others that, you know, yeah, it would be great to bring in a Wilson Contreras, but if it takes one of my top three guys, I'm not willing to do that. And that's why we've seen the sustained success of teams like the Dodgers and like the Yankees is, they're able to trade from their farm system, but they don't often trade their best guys. And they usually win deals, and they continue to manuf- manufacture talent on the minor league level. And the Mets, I don't think, want to be one of these teams that, despite their deep pockets now, are great for two or three years like we've seen and then miss the playoffs for straight.
0: But, I mean, the only thing is, is that the Mets... And the the Mets and the Yankees and Dodgers are different. The Mets got to get over the hump before they start talking about sustained greatness. Let's get great before we have sustained greatness. That's my only point.
1: No, I'm with you. It's like the Brian Cashman. I want championships, not a championship. Well, you have to win the first to get multiples. So. Yeah, Cashman
0: is allowed to say that.
1: Yes. And by the way, he's he dominates trades. Like I know this Montgomery one really is shaking, makes everybody shake their heads. But
0: I'm not I mean, even shaking my head; them. I'm more scratching my head.
1: Yeah, that's 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 a better that's a better phrase. I, like, we're not shitting on them by any stretch, but like you look at the guys that they got, like he didn't give up any of the top four prospects in the system for huge upgrades. And and Absolutely. I think Billy Epler is cut from that same cloth, obviously being underneath cashman for all those years with the Yankees and then being out in Anaheim. Like he's not going to sacrifice the best players of the future to go out and get a rental. But with that being said, I think that not getting a lefty reliever, that's going to come back to bite them because oh, yeah. let's face it, dude, they, there are a lot of lanes as Aaron Boone likes to say for lefty relievers in these games that the Mets have heading into Diaz and to not have a trusted one down the stretch, I think is going to cost them a handful of ballgames.
0: No doubt. No doubt about it. That was the one thing I really, obviously a bigger bat that's going to play every day. That's not vocal back in Maquin, like an actual player would have been great, but a lefty reliever was number two on my list for my, my closet fandom. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and, um, you know, there was a lot of relievers moved, too. So, yeah, they got Givens, and he's going to help for sure, especially if Lugo... i got to see
0: Givens' numbers off, against lefties. Maybe he's maybe he's good against lefties.
1: Yeah, but he's not that classic lefty reliever, you know?
0: I know. I mean, that, could, that could have been had.
1: Uh, I think so, too. But obviously they didn't, but I still think this team's in tremendous shape. I know they don't have the lead. It, let me ask you this question. Does it feel like the Mets are the better team than the Yankees, despite the fact that the Yankees have an 11-game lead in their division and the Mets have, like, a 2?
0: Um, I've been battling with this, and I, I have to say, when it comes to winning close games, I am more confident in the Mets than I am the Yankees to win those games. Like, the Yankees can go out there and win 8 to nothing and bludgeon you to death and everything's all good, but when it's 3-2... to two, late in the game it seems to me that the mets always figure out a way to get that w if they're behind they're going to get that run that two run double you know if they're in he- if they're ahead they figure out a way to get it whereas the yankees it's just you're you're clenching your fist and 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 it doesn't really feel like they get it that's the difference between the two teams to me
1: well i think the manifestation of that to which i agree with you on is the Mets have Edwin Diaz, who's the best closer in baseball. It's not close. And even though Clay Holmes has been damn, damn good, he struggled a little bit lately. He coughed up the game Sunday. He's made you sweat a little bit in games that they have won. And I think even in those close games, you know, they the Yankees might win, but it feels like it's an absolute knockdown drag out to win those games. Whereas if Diaz comes in for the Mets, you just know you can.
0: Yes. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's You're a lot take more. take a
1: piss and then come back and the game's over.
0: Yeah, there's a lot more sweating involved when the Yankees are in a close game for me than when the Mets are in a close game, and that's just the way it is.
1: Yeah, and the Yankee bullpen, obviously, with the King injury, like their bullpen up until some of these reinforcements came today, it's been really, really thin, and it's cost them some games. But even in the Royal Series, right? Like they win the first game, but it's one nothing on a judge walk-off. They do nothing for eight innings. The night after that Cole gives up the game. The
0: after thing is, you're Cole not gonna win. Bronx. That that game against the Royals game, cool, we won it, right? But you're not that game you're not gonna win against Houston.
1: No, Because that's gonna be
0: a four nothing game, Houston, not not a zero zero game.
1: And listen, you can throw the two walk-offs against Houston in June in, in my face and say, well, they came back from two three-run deficits in the ninth to win. That's fine. That, that, you know what? They also were completely shut down by Houston four other games. So I don't really want to hear it. But uh, get back to the Mets, I agree with you. Like I, I just feel like I, I don't watch every game, and I certainly don't watch it from the side of a Mets fan, unlike you. But when they when they have a lead, I kind of expect it to just be over with. It's getting to that point, and it's them having those nights where they don't score runs that might feel. A that's why
0: tougher. that lefty reliever is a real thorn in my side.
1: Yeah, it's. It, I think that's going to hurt them. I do, but but Givens helps that bullpen, so good on them. All right, Tom, are we ready to talk about the absolute? The Let's, absolute do Let's do that last. Let's do that last
0: little production right. here, out loud. Let's do that last. Let's talk about the Astros quickly. I think we already right. broke down the Mariners with Castillo. There's not much to say there. They gave up a load. They got Castillo. Good for them. Hopefully they make the playoffs for the first time in, I believe, 19 years. Um, 21. 21 years. Wow. Okay. Was the last time they made the playoffs when they played the Yankees? Yeah, 2001.
1: The year they won 116.
0: Wow. Okay. Moving on. Astros acquire Trey Mancini. Uh, from the Orioles, and Christian Vasquez. We don't really have to talk about the package there to either of them, but this one kind of it, it hit me right where it hurts because the Astros' one weakness this year was at first base. Yuli Gurriel has not been playing up to par, and Mancini is going to change that because he's a great player. And Maldonado... Basically was, I I mean, he reminds me of, I'm going to give you another analogy here. I gave you personally Bader to Gardner a little bit earlier. I thought that one was pretty good. Maldonado reminds me of not Yachty, but the other Molina brothers where he's great with the pitching. Yeah, Jose, where he's great with the pitching staff, uh, gold glove caliber defense, but he's not going to do anything for you offensively and Vasquez is not that. How was my analogy?
1: That was pretty good.
0: Thank you. How's my Bader analogy?
1: That one was all right. You know, righty, lefty, not exactly the same. I do think Bader's a little bit different, but I can see where you're coming from.
0: But back to the point, Houston at the end of the day, I think upgraded at two positions that were really outliers for them, and they got better. Um, and, and I just – I think they're going to beat the Yankees in the playoffs. I really do.
1: I do too from where we currently stand. I think they're the better team. And I had this thought after I saw the Mancini trade, and I wonder if you think the same. You know, they, they have had to do a lot of shedding from the scandal and the cheating, right? And obviously, Altuve is the face of that, but Springer's gone. Correa is gone. Uh, you know, Cole is gone. Granke's gone. They, a lot of their guys are gone. Obviously, uh, Gurriel's still there, and Brighton's still there, too. But. They brought in guys that no matter how you feel about the franchise as a whole, you can't root against. Like, Dusty Baker was the perfect hire, and Trey Mancini is a guy that battled cancer and and has put up great numbers since returning and wanted to stay with the worst team in the sport, in the Orioles. And he's going to go there, and you know he's going to be great. And then you got Christian Vasquez, who's a fucking pain in the ass. He's had some big hits against the Yankees. He's a fucking winner. Won the World Series in twenty eighteen, beating the Astros. He's gonna fit in seamlessly there. I'll have no problem hating him, but man, bringing in Mancini, like we're gonna root for him, man.
0: Tough guy to hate, man.
1: Really tough. You yeah,
0: can't. I mean, I think the gl- the the glaring point is here is that we both can agree that they're that's not good, and they're gonna they're gonna beat the Yankees in the playoffs.
1: Right now I, I would I would bet on that. Put that on the sub stack.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. This. Um, all right. Let's let's talk about uh the team that got every good player in baseball that was available. First of all, the Padres just did something a little light yesterday. Some light news. <laughs> they acquire Josh Hader for Taylor Rogers and Prospects from the Milwaukee Brewers, who I I guess are in sell mode. I I don't know. Um they kind of fell off recently, and the Cardinals have kind of taken over they have that division
1: two game lead in the division
0: oh really i I That's was now i 'm confused because i i I guess I looked at something wrong because I was like did they did they suck or what
1: no they have a two game maybe lead you know right what right
0: maybe they now, got Cardinals. Perez back there, maybe they 're confident in their bullpen, and they just wanted to bolster their their um, farm system, but I mean now you got one of the best closers in baseball. And that just strengthens their bullpen. Um, That one for me was like, okay, Padres are trying to compete with the Dodgers. All right. I mean, they're they're atop the wild card standings and and battling for maybe a division here. And then they go out and they drop the bomb, which, you know, it started to heat up. I feel like earlier in the weekend and then it kind of just today was the day where we kind of knew it was going to happen.
1: Yeah, and it sounded like it was kind of the Padres all the way. I know the Cardinals were in there. I know that the uh, I know the Dodgers, of course, were in there. But nobody had the prospect package even after the Hater trade. I mean, I'm a. not Diego even. Did.
0: I'm not even like I look at these prospects. McKenzie Gore, who's been up all year, he's on the IL right now, but he got off to a really good start. Then got then fell off a little bit. Then got hurt. CJ Abrams, who's been up this year, he hasn't been hitting that great, but. He, I think he was their number one prospect, and he looks like he can be a really good shortstop and, and Washington's shortstop for the next, I don't know, if they don't trade him away, 10 years. And then I don't know about any of these guys, but I would assume that Hassel, Wood, and Sons are good. Wood is with,
1: supposed to be an absolute stud. Um, Wood is one of the best prospects in all baseball.
0: And then they give Voight away because um, Hosmer didn't want to go, but he ended up finding his way to Boston. And, and Voight's another. I mean, that's a hole. But honestly, if you told me that they gave away half of California, like I said they were going to, I wouldn't even be mad about it because they got fucking Juan Soto. And as a throw-in, they got Josh Bell, who I don't know if he was an all-star this year, but he should have been because he's been one of the best hitters in baseball. But they got fucking Juan Soto.
1: I know, and they add him to Manny Machado and to Fernando Tatis Jr. Like, yeah, not to
0: mention, you just yeah. mentioned they're two superstar players, but they have a lot of other very good all-star players, like Crowenworth and um, the other center fielder, Trent what Trent Grisham. Oh, Trent, they've Trent, got a lot of – They've. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't think this is their year, but they're going to be good for a very long time.
1: Well, I'll tell you what they did, uh, and – what what they did was they said, okay, we're not winning the division, so we're not going to have home field advantage. But we're what we're going to do is we're going to make sure that we win that best two of three series, series. in the wild card round. That's what they're going to do, and then we're going to be able to position ourselves without really losing much in the starting pitching department because you've got Snell and Darvish and Manea
0: Japan boys,
1: <laughs> like come on, like they're they're loaded, right? So Musgrove, by the way. At Musgrove, right, and who just signed a five-year, hundred-million-dollar extension? So Their they're, best pitcher. They're, they're they're in unbelievable shape, and they're going to say, "Okay, Dodgers, like no worries. Like remember what you did to the Giants last year, taking them in a five-game set. We're gonna we're gonna do the same to you." And I think that they're right now as great as the Dodgers are, as much of a juggernaut as the Dodgers can be, and they are still the best team. I think. They are definitely the best team in the NL record-wise and probably in the top two or three in the in all of baseball with the Yankees and Astros. The Padres are right there. I mean, how are you pitching to this team when Tatis comes back? How are you dealing with their pitching staff and now they have a dominant closer to shut the door? This team has everything.
0: Absolutely. Five best teams of baseball. I'll give you mine off the top of my head, and then you can give me yours. Number one, Los Angeles Dodgers. Number 2, as of this trade on paper, San Diego Padres. Number 3, Houston Astros. Number 4, New York Yankees. Number 5, New York Mets. And then I guess I would give a give us honorable mention 6 to the St. Louis Cardinals, who we I think are going to take there, over. Huh? <sighs> Uh, that, now you're making it tough because they've really turned it around. Harris in center field has been an absolute res- revelation for them. Um, uh, for me to put the Braves up there, I need to see Acuna start hitting. And okay. then I think the Braves will jump into the top four. But Acuna has been, since he's come off the IL, has been awful. They're two and a
1: half behind the Mets for, for the uh Oh, Mets. I know. But, yeah, no, I am I was you know, not questioning you. It was just more so. What do you got? I got Houston at one. I just, wow. I just, Adam, they're the best team. Um, I think
0: you're doing a little reverse drinks here.
1: No, I think they're the best team. I think that when it comes to pitching and defense, the depth of the lineup, the additions that they made and the fact that they know how to win in the postseason. I mean, they they're in the ALCS or world series every single year. Um, number two, I've got the Dodgers. I just think that they are, again, you know, they've got some injuries they're trying to deal with and, the Joey Gallo trade was interesting. I didn't really think he was going to be one of their targets. I know they're going to try to catch lightning in the bottle, but they've kind of got the same player already, in Cody Bellinger, who's a guy who can hit one out, but he's also going to strike out a lot and play great defense.
0: Bellinger needs be- to go see like a sports psychologist.
1: Yeah, they might have two guys who immediately are going to just – put be huge holes in that lineup or maybe they both benefit from the lineup because obviously we know how much run production they have I also love their starting I, w- I just love their pitching and youer I believe will be back I mean three, let's I face it
0: at Cal uh, San Diego uh, the the west coast San Diego and LA have legitimate all-star teams up on their team
1: yeah and number three I still have the Yanks they're they're not playing as well now but I we don't with Justice. They have 70 fucking wins. They're 70 and 35. Like, They're a great team. The Mets I have four because I've just seen them with the pressure cooker of the NL East and what the Braves have done. And then I'm going to put the Padres in there. I just have to. With the additions that they made, like I said, they check every box now. I I just find it really hard to believe that they're not going to go on an absolute tear. The Braves are right there, for sure. But uh, Braves I, and- I don't know how...
0: Yeah, Braves yeah. and – I guess St. Louis I, – I, I'm pulling Cardinals out just because they are in such a close race with Milwaukee. I'm going to throw the Braves in there at number
1: six. They're not in the same class. No. Like if you ask about the best teams, I need to think of teams that can absolutely dominate you and, and make you question why you play baseball. And I don't think the Cardinals do that. I think the other five teams, if you get them at their best, can
0: no doubt about it no doubt about it well uh, at least it was an exciting trade deadline i mean i'm really happy with what the yankees did i mean i I don't know if i said this to you or someone else but i i wouldn't have i'm a spoiled yankees fan i wouldn't have been happy unless soto and otani were on the team but i am satisfied
1: i mean you have to be right like when you when you looked at where this team was you needed a clear cut number two with severino out and you got it you needed an upgrade over joey gallo got a really good one and then you obviously needed to add to this bullpen and you did that so and and the and the best thing that can happen in addition to this is chapman and low continue to pitch really good innings in low leverage situations but you know holmes needs to figure his shit out they did everything that they were supposed to do now it's a matter of these guys actually winning winning games at a high clip again
0: no doubt about it. Alright, you ready to talk about the final topic that I guess you forgot to add to the notes?
1: Yeah, what's that?
0: Your boy, our boy, top oh, five, yeah. Tony yep. fucking out, two wins in a row. I mean this I didn't guy
1: put it in because we you said we weren't gonna talk golf anymore, but did I? Yeah. Oh did.
0: no, we're always we're, if something if, Tom, if Tony Fina <laughs> you wins two, damn near Sean, if didn't. Tony Fina wins two in a row, we're gonna fucking talk about it. Are you are you high? Of course, you, that that cancels out whatever I said. I mean, that's our guy. <laughs> Short of winning a major, I mean, two in a row. What else can you do? I know the fields are a little diminished and whatnot, but the guy broke a record at minus twenty six at the last course he was at. I mean. It's all coming together. I think Tony's going to win a major next year. I might have to put an early bet in on it. It'll be on the stack. Uh, Tony Finaut. where's the U.S. Open being played next year? i got to look it up. I think it's at the Country Club in Los... No, not the Country Club. It was this year at uh, LACC next year. Ooh, that's going to be tough to pick against Max. I can't wait for golf season next year. What did you think of the Live Golf over at uh, at Trump? Oh, I
1: thought our last disgraced president really did a number for himself you know he's 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 dropping the ball and he's and he's he's driving as he supports a terrorist government that helped contribute to the 9-11 attack like come on like what more do you need there but i found it more astonishing tom that apparently tiger woods turned down 800 million dollars hey Call I know me. Got more money than God, Live golf, call
0: me, baby. Call me.
1: Well, you're not getting that back. They're not offering it to you.
0: About, uh, shit, at this point I'll take I don't know.
1: How about eight dollars?
0: Eight dollars? Nah, I got I got more integrity than that. Keep going yeah. up though. <laughs> Hit, the right. well, with... Hit the double yeah, digits. Hit
1: the double digits. Yeah, okay. Eight eight hundred dollars even.
0: No, no, it's gotta be. It's gotta be in the hundred Ks. Look at you. Yeah, I know. I know. I think listen. if I asked
1: you this last year, you, you might have settled very happily for that 800 Wow,
0: oh, I was poor but, last year, huh? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: listen, man, I I think that's pretty crazy. But yeah, I mean, what do you think of the lip? I didn't watch a single poll of it, but...
0: I don't give a shit. I I, nor, nor did I. I had a lot of baseball. I had, I had a, a lot of other things going on, and I could fucking care less. I saw it. I saw Matthew Wolfe finish second, and I don't give a shit. I mean, yeah, he probably made like four mil on it, but... I, I could fucking care less. They're just going to keep throwing money at it. I mean, a lot of guys are jumping ship. I know oh, the yeah. last time we talked, Cam Smith, rumors. We'll see. Bubba Watson's gone now.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, they're going to continue to go if they get the money. And, and there's you can only ho- hold your moral high ground for so long until it just becomes like, yeah, this or multi-generational wealth to play yeah. okay golf. It's yeah, like I,
0: I saw sure. I saw something that the uh, the PGA tour said that the purses are gonna be a new high that's gonna be a total of like four hundred and fifteen million dollars next year. It's like Dustin Johnson's laughing. It's like okay I I made two fifty just to sign a piece of paper.
1: Yeah, seriously. I mean I, I told you this, right? Like nothing's gonna change unless the major invitationals decline Mm -hmm. invitations to the players who are in the live who are in the live tournament and that's all the until that ever turns out to be true we're going to continue to see a very diluted pga we're going to continuously hear about live i want to know how accelerated the process is going to be for them to get a tv deal and for them to become more mainstream because i think once that happens it's going to just absolutely explode because nobody wants to watch this shit on YouTube and nobody knows what the hell is going on with the format of play.
0: No how good it yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious to see who would, who would, uh who would pick that up, but it, it's going to be somebody. I'm telling you, there's just too many names, too many good players. There's going to be somebody. You into, You gotten into anything good recently?
1: uh no not really man i haven't i haven't really been doing a whole lot as of late um but i'm just getting ready for the trip up north so
0: yeah jeter doc i'm not caught up
1: the jeter doc's very good that i am caught up on. i think i'm only two in what do you think so far
0: so far very interesting um starting to get to tell me something i don't know but i think i'm going to be doing that a lot um you know, it's just crazy to see how the nightlife was back then, and how he just skated, man. He was just a, just like a gold medal figure skater getting out of trouble. Like every time something could have happened, he just made the right decision, and he's just he's just the best.
1: No, he's a fucking he's he's the fucking boss, man. But wait till episodes three and four because it gets into the A Rod stuff pretty good. So.
0: Ooh, interesting. So no shows for you?
1: No, I've just been dialed into sports um, and it's about a lot of baseball. I've been trying to pick up where, where you've been. Cause I know you've been following the league a lot more in depth than me and been trying to watch more games and the trade deadline stuff had me obviously like very interested to see where teams were going to position themselves. But honestly, man, time just fucking evaporates. Like I do I shit on weekends and I'm like, what did I even do this weekend? I'm like, I know I was out for a decent amount, but was it anything like monumental? It was like, no, it's like you, so you're social for a little bit. you, hang out for a little bit, and then before you know it, it's Monday again, and you do a full work week.
0: No doubt. I got a couple shows in. I, there's this show on Netflix. Uh, it's a it's a four-part series, so this might be something that you could digest. Um, mm-hmm. It's called The Comey Rules. I don't know if you ever heard of it. I think you know who Comey oh. is, though. Um, yeah, of course. Former FBI director, or whatever, his, whatever the title is there. Uh, it, really good stuff. Um, a lot about Trump. And it's, I think you would enjoy it. That's a recommendation. That I would enjoy, yes. Um, only four parts, though. So not something that you really got to make a crazy commitment to. It's just, I think, you know, four hours, just about. Um, something well, you know like, I can do that. Uh, that's on Netflix. Um, free plug there. Um, watching this show, Blackbird, Bird, something like that on uh, on Apple TV. Um. Michaela got me into this one about some guy that got arrested for dealing drugs and they told him that he could have his sentence acquitted or whatever if he got this uh, serial killer to uh, admit he killed people and say where the bodies were and whatever. Um, based on a true story, definitely definitely worth a watch. Um, that one's coming out now, so it comes out weekly, which I absolutely hate. I just want to binge, but um, maybe that's, maybe that's more of a me problem. You know? No, I think uh, it's.
1: I, I don't think it is. I, I, I
0: think I'm just I, impatient. You know.
1: Well, no, I think you want to have it all at once, and then you're you you just want to be able to crush it and and then move on to the next thing. That's how most people are. I mean, honestly, that's why I've been able to do pretty well with the Jeter doc. Is like they're releasing two a week, so it's like oh, I got plenty of time to get. So to yeah, this.
0: you're it's, the opposite case. You are good for the for the weekly episodes. But
1: part of me, what I wish like they did it all like within it's like i wish espn plus was like here's all seven parts have at it
0: yeah no i, I, I agree they did the same thing with the jordan doc though i remember they initially like released it in parts and then it was all on netflix
1: that was good though because there was nothing oh yeah else we were on. in the midst so of a pandemic like, i'm gonna look forward to sunday nights where this is the thing that i'm gonna get where now i'm like no i've got a baseball game every day i'm watching like No, give me the Jeter doc now, and on an off day, I'll watch all of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I do like the Jeter doc because it gives me something over Red Sox fans and Mets fans. Um, Because, you know, my uncle's a big Red Sox fan. He's talking about David Ortiz, you know, crying about how he got into the Hall of Fame and blah, blah, blah. Like, I could fucking care. Disgusting. Um, And I was like, listen, man. Jeter and Jordan, that's it. Let me know when ESPN makes a seven-part documentary about David Ortiz, you know? Yeah, it ain't happening. No. And I say the same thing about David Wright. Like, oh, yeah, let me know. Let me know when he – and and I always just say, you know, Jeter – I talk about Jeter winning and my coworker just gets real upset. And, you know, he could be a baby about it if he wants.
1: Your coworker, honestly, despicable sports takes. Yeah. It's bad, honestly. I I feel for him because
0: I got to get him wasn't. an alarm clock, and I'm not the timeliest of guys, as you know. But
1: like, <laughs> no, you're not.
0: I'm not showing up to work two hours late.
1: So he's got horrible sports cake and He doesn't have good time management.
0: No, but he's a great worker, a good guy.
1: All right. Well, those things matter, but you can be a. You're not <laughs> part of being a great worker is being on time.
0: Well, yeah, that it's is a that is a about. major part. He does work well when we go there, but when we get to it, but
1: you could be the best baseball player in the world if you're a starting pitcher and you don't show up until the uh, fourth inning and your team's down eight nothing. Um, you know, or if you, you only pitch a quarter top,
0: of your games,
1: <laughs> right? So, whatever analogy you want to use, part of being a great employee is you know being there on time. But I digress. I'm more mad at him for his sports takes. I honestly, I I would like to have a sit down with him, and I would like to let's see if we
0: can squeeze that into your busy schedule next week
1: yeah exactly like tell him i got 20 minutes and he can bring whatever sports conversation or topic he wants and i will very calmly just break him down to the point where he'll yell and scream at me and i'll laugh
0: all right sounds good to me sweet anything else
1: no man i'm just in one week i'll be seeing your pretty face what do you (laughs) think about that
0: i'm pumped man i'm very excited
1: I know dude, me too. You got anything else coming up this weekend? I know you've been traveling all over the damn place.
0: Uh I think I'm going to yeah, a weekend in Jersey this weekend, going to a concert. Um supposed to rain, but I don't know. Whatever. Whatever, what can you do? Going to see Iration. I don't know if you ever heard of them.
1: Yeah, I've heard of them. Where in Jersey?
0: Uh Asbury Park. Nice spot.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. down the shore. Nice.
0: Yep. So that'll be exciting. Nothing else going on. Working on the golf game, taking some lessons. Shout got out to like the secretary Cat. and whatnot. Oh, oh, and the cat. Yeah. Which I got to go check on when we get off of this. How old? Like f- six weeks. She's like a legit baby.
1: Oh. Damn, man. Wow. You're, you're going to, you're going to be nursing these, these little, these Soy's little a grown
0: man, man now. Time. And I tell you what, I got to say shout out to soy. I, I really, I, I, I've never soy. had a cat that was my, my cat before. And, now having this cat, I mean, she's a sweetheart, but she's a pain in the ass. Just how awesome Soy's been throughout his whole young life. I I, I guess I took him for granted, but they have not been introduced yet because I think she would have a heart attack because Soy's a big cat. Mm. We only breed big here. I'm the big dog. Soy's the big cat. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the grunners are big dogs. Um, yeah. Listen, listen, man, you you enjoy that. It sounds like you're gonna have your hands full. Who watches them when you guys are gone?
0: Oh, my aunt and uncle. They live down the street. So, they, and they they're the ones who gave us the cats, both of them. So I feel like it's they're they're responsible for taking care of them when we go away.
1: Yeah, absolutely. When the parents go away, the aunt and uncle have to take care of them, babysit a little bit.
0: Exactly. But yeah, I do have my hands full. But you know, I mean. This is, I guess, apparently this is the life I chose, so I'm just <laughs> if not, living it.
1: not, you, you better do some real thinking.
0: I'm all right, man. Things are good.
1: Good, man. Well, that's good to hear. Well, I'll see you in a week. Um,
0: I will see have- you soon.
1: Yes. Glad the trade deadline is, is over and done with so we can catch our breath. And uh, hopefully when I see you, the Yanks, so i have had a nice week. And uh, we got a lot to catch up on. I'm looking forward to seeing you.
0: No doubt about it, man. Travel safe. Get through the work week, and I'll be seeing you soon.
1: Have fun in Jersey. Everybody, take care. Have a great week ahead.
0: You too, man. You too.